Hey guys, welcome to Operation PlayStation Volume 2 Episode 3. I'm one of your hosts, Dash, along with my co-host, Mr. Jeremy Bradetich. How are you, dude? Pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah, doing all right, man. Doing all right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks uh, mm. in terms of news for PlayStation. And uh, I'm keen to get into it today because it's, it's more or less, we're, we're sitting in the middle of a, a lull period, I believe, with PlayStation. And um, it, it's, it's odd because uh, we have games, we do have titles. Like, if you're, if you're the ordinary consumer... Um, and you you want to get into some PlayStation Five games? There are plenty of them out there right now. But yep, in terms of actually getting a grasp on new stuff right now for like the press side of things, it's dry. It is dry, and I hate to say that now before while we're recording this show <laughs> <laughs> because they they uh, could dear. easily yeah they could easily drop another bomb on us as we finish yeah. this show. But yeah, I mean, they could just. Properly ac- actually announce the, the Bluepoint acquisition or something, right? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, acquiring Housemark and all that stuff, you know, no, no it's not, it's not going to happen after no. the show. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Guys, if you didn't know, this is Operation PlayStation Gamer.com's dedicated PlayStation podcast where we dive deep and dirty and discover what the latest and greatest PlayStation has to offer in 2021. If you like what you hear, make sure that you subscribe to us over on. Anchor, iTunes, and, well, it's not iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us those cheeky five-star ratings. They surely help us out. And also catch the VOD over on dashgamer.com. And on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell. Give us a like, leave us a comment. It surely helps us out. Jez, housekeeping, have you got anything? Oh, you know, just the regular, like, another episode of Minimapcast. Um, and still got uh, the most recent episodes of Game Spoilers Podcast, which was about Oxenfree. That was the one oh, yeah. that went up about two weeks ago. Um, and we're in the middle of working out what the next episode is going to be. So if you have any suggestions, make sure to let me know on Twitter. Um, but yeah, we're just sort of pretty, pretty cruising through, um, taking it, take it nice, nice and light this week after trying to not die after being pretty sick for a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You were pretty bad for, for a little yeah, while. Then, just real bad. The, <laughs> the miracles of modern medicine today, just absolutely are like wild. They're yeah. absolutely incredible. <laughs> Antibiotics and everything. They're magical. <laughs> what, what, what a, what a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, for dashgamer.com. Uh, we've got a few things. I'd say it's been a bit of a light week actually for Dash Gamer, um, but we still have a few things that have gone up in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Great Ace Tourney Chronicles preview. Thanks to the Confolk over at Capcom Australia provided a review code on that one. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush review. Thanks to the Confolk over at Nintendo. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Thanks to the Confolk over at Serenity Forge. Uh, My Hero Academia Season Four Anime Analysis. Thanks to the Confolk over at Madman. Uh, Grief or Gold Edition review. Thanks to the Confolk over. At five star games uh dash and homes you take your hearts the series finale this is the very last episode of dash and homesy um make sure you guys go and check that one out um subscribe to the feed if you haven't already it's still going to continue in another format that i'll I'll be announcing very very soon um or if you're already following me on twitter you kind of know where it's going but uh an official announcement will be made very soon um an opinion piece on the new switch oled model O-L-E-D. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> OLED's fine. That's fine. Hey, man, I've got no qualms about it. Like, we're Vita yeah. fanboys, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so make sure you guys check out that one. And I have, uh, by the time this goes up, uh, an opinion, well, not an opinion, a, a ranking, Uncharted, Dash Gamers, a definitive ranking. 
the not so definitive Ooh. definitive ranking. Yeah, I'm going to be ranking each of Nathan Drake's adventures. So uh, Lost Legacy won't be part of the ranking, um, but that's good because that's I'd put that one at the top. <laughs> well, uh, Lost Legacy. Yep, I, I give it. A, I give it an honorable mention. Um, I think it's a fantastic title. Um, I just feel like it should have been its. It should be in its own merit. Like it's. It. it I don't think it should mm. be grouped with Nathan Drake's Uncharted. Um, but That's still, fa- but still a fantastic game. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. So make sure you guys check out that one when it goes live. Uh, Jez, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump right into uh, the news. All right, Jez. Uh, this first bit of news comes by way of Brady Gibbons over at Press Start, who says everything announced at today's state of play. Sorry, everything announced at today's, and he means uh, the other day's uh, PlayStation's state of play. Uh, now, traditionally, we go through each bit of news on our state of play uh, recaps, but for today, we're just going to uh, quickly recap them and we'll uh, highlight our favorites uh, from uh, the state of play. Uh, so, uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut shows off a slew of upgrades, so we got a, a bit of an update because we had no idea what this Director's Cut entailed. Um, we just got shown a teaser uh, last time yeah. and it was pretty much like, okay, cool, something's coming. Uh, Moss Book 2 coming to PlayStation VR. Uh, Armageddon uh, is getting early access on PlayStation 5, so it's already available. Uh, we got a new look at Tribes of Midgard, first season content. Um, PlayStation, August for, uh, The first PlayStation Plus game in August has been revealed, and it's Hunters Arena Legends. Uh, Fist is an absolute furry delight, uh, as they say. It's coming out on September 7th for PS4 and PS5. Uh, Sifu uh, got pushed to 2022. Uh, which was uh, interesting. Uh, we got another look at Jet, the Far Shore. This one uh, looks really, really cool. Uh, mm. The Demon Slayer game looks uh, really cool as a weeb, so I'm going to be like, yay, <laughs> yep. weeb, weeb stuff. Uh, Lost Judgment looks just as absurd as all the other Yakuza games. We're going to be talking about uh, Lost Judgment uh, later in the episode because uh, there's been an interesting uh, development in the news that has come up on that one. Uh, Death Loop's time loop shown off in a State of Play scoop, and that was the big one. So that was the main focus of the State of Play. Jez, what was your um, what were your highlights of this one? Because it was a very uh, direct, and I don't mean that in a Nintendo sense, a direct um, State of Play. They wanted to have this one surround uh Deathloop as its main focus and yeah um it was it was a treat to see what Death Stranding Director's Cut also entailed but I believe that those two games were the main highlights while others kind of were there uh it was great to see them and you know uh even like just kind of see some gameplay out of them like Sifu and everything but it can't it, like I gotta say that out of everything else, you kind of forget that it was there because you had nine minutes of death loop and yeah, yeah. So what were you, what were your thoughts? Yeah, like it, yeah, like you said, it was it was a pretty light one. Um, it felt like that it was like we're gonna have a state of play right now because we have a marketing deal with Deathloop and that we need to have a nine minute uh, gameplay demo going up at some point. Yep. Um, between the end of June and the beginning of like September or something, right? So yep. like threw that out there now. Um. So, uh, yeah, like, I look, I, I think, honestly, my highlight for it was um, Sifu, honestly, because, mm-hmm. like, I am super, super excited for this game. Um, when this game was announced, I was, like, super, super int- into it. Um, yeah. Getting to see some, some gameplay um, was really neat. Um, yeah. Push back to next year, like, that's fine. Like, you know, work on it till it's, till it's ready. That's um, right. And, yeah, I'm, I, I'm super, super 
um, into what that game looks like, what it feels like, and I really want to get my hands on it. It's 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 like that Miyamoto quote: uh, uh, "A rushed game is bad forever." You know, so it's good to see that um, they're taking their time with this one because I'm I definitely am um, curious. I love my fighters. I love my beat 'em ups. I love my brawlers. This mm. is right up my alley. I love the uh, the narrative of it. Basically, that mm, yeah. you age as you yes. you know you, tr- you you go you follow through this campaign and you gain experience and you get why you get you know you become wiser and everything else. It, it's really really cool. I love that aspect of it. I really yeah. I really I love the aesthetic as well. The 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 soul shading mm. aesthetic of it all and. Very, very like it's very indie, but it's very clean at the same time. Yeah, it's like it, it's got that um, it's got that Christmas, it's like cr- Christmas, it's Christmas. crispness. <laughs> um, it, it's got it's like it's got that like that Sony prestige thing that that, that they that they're going on, which like I think makes it really fit with the rest of their slate of the stuff that they that they're trying to show off. So I agree. Um, yeah, like and yeah, like like you mentioned that aging thing as you're like getting hit, and then the the characters, you know getting a, a few years here, a few years there in age, and their hair is slowly turning grey, it's getting longer, they're getting more facial hair, like, that stuff looks slick. That's very, very cool, I love that. Um, what do you think of Deathloop? I mean, we've seen heaps of it. We've seen a lot of it. Like, and it's, yeah. It's more like, Deathloop. It, 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 it was more Deathloop. I think this was a, this was a good demo for it. Mm. Um, I think that this, like, it shows off, like you know, a, a quote-unquote loop of the game um, in in its entirety, which is good um, because a lot of the trailers that we'd seen had been like cut to music and like they were great, they were stylized, but we hadn't had proper like okay, let's see what the game is like now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, like yeah, like I'm 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 still interested in this game. I like Arcane and the games that they make. Um, I'm. I, I don't think it's going to be like amazing, um, yep. but I think I think it'll be really good. Um, I'm I'm hoping that the writing is like really good all the way throughout, um, and I, th- I think if the writing is really good, that'll be enough to pull me through the whole game. Yeah. Um, in in a setting like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What about yourself? Um. Look, for me, um, I'm very iffy about Bethesda's first person shooters altogether um right. the ones that they publish i know it's by arcane and everything but it's it's also i uh, i I'm, I'm i've always been skeptical on them it's a mixed bag and this this again to me looks cool like aesthetically it looks nice and everything but again i need it in my hands to know how clean it actually is and first person shooters are always determined by how functional they can be and i i believe yeah. that the amount of functions that this has it could it could be great but i don't believe that it's a i don't i'm not i'm not going to turn around and be like oh this is going to be the next revolution of first person shooters oh yeah yeah it, it's just it, it's it's arcade action and i'm okay with that i'm i'm cool with that um, I know that that's um, Bethes- what Bethesda like to uh, kind of push and specialize in, in a way. Uh, they don't they, they want to uh, have a broad-ranging crowd uh, in audience and consumer, and that's fair. Um, but my skepticism sits here and goes, cool, um, I'm fine with that, but I need it in my hands to know how good this is going to be. I'm not going to praise it based off just some uh, uh, 
you know, airtime that it's had on these state of plays, which yeah, I'm, I'm going to make mention of quickly. It's funny to see uh, Phil Spencer uh, actually praise uh, the state of play uh, for highlighting, given a, a good chunk of airtime on a PlayStation <laughs> state of play. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, like you know, thanks. He's basically thank, thanking the the thank, thanks thank, thanking the competition for promoting yeah. his product, yeah. um, which is which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, it was also noted that the game is only a 12-month exclusive. It will be out on Xbox Series X and PC in September of 2022. So, I mean, as predicted, everybody knew that was going to happen. It's no secret now that, like, it's good that they kind of saw it like that in a way uh, so that, you know, Xbox players do get the chance to experience this. Um, but it's also a telling sign of, you know, if, 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 what was it? Uh, if Starfield wasn't a telling sign enough that Xbox are now going to be gating a lot of their, (laughs) a lot of their, uh, titles, you know, this is another sign that, Hey, the contract was written before we owned the company and that's fine, but we want the game too. So yes. Yeah. Have they said whether Deathloop is coming to, PC Game Pass Day One? No, they haven't confirmed that actually. Right, I, I do wonder if if that'll be the case because that's gonna like that that might eat into some of some of PlayStation sales a little bit. Well, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. You know, it's a Bethesda. Well, like, like I I just wonder if you know one of the clauses for that deal was you know like it can't be on Xbox um for a year and it can't be on Game Pass for, like, you know, six months or whatever. Like, I, I wonder if that was written in as well yeah. as part of the original exclusivity. Yeah, exactly. Um, Death Stranding Director's Cut, any thoughts? Uh, we now know what kind of Director's Cut it is, I guess, what kind of, like, PS5 edition it is. Like, the DLC is going to be, I guess, scattered throughout the game as opposed to an extra chapter. Um, yeah. I think, like, we both kind of hoped that it would be. Um because we wanted to be able to play the DLC without having to play the game again. Yeah. Um, turns out it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a, it is a redux version of, of the game. Yep. Um, I, look, I've been, I've been on the fence of playing it, like properly playing it again anyway, recently. Um, like I mentioned last time. So like, I'm, I'll, I'll just wait for this. Um, but like, yeah, it's not like, it's not the most exciting announcement. It's just no. like, Hey, this game again with more and a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Mario. Yeah. Oh God. I, I really don't understand Kojima's mind sometimes, but yeah, I, I guess uh, that's cool. Um, for, for me, I can't give it any more time. I just can't. I, I, I mean, cool. It's coming and all that kind of stuff. And plus uh, the fact that we have an article that's coming up soon uh, that notes that it won't be a free upgrade to next gen. It'll actually cost. Uh, it'll be uh, there'll be a cost involved. For me, yeah. it's 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 just the amount of time I gave it the first time around, and then I did it again. I forgot I actually played it the second time around on PC. Yeah, I, I've given it all that I can. I think, and I can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> for a director's cut and for DLC, essentially that you have to play the game for. It's I don't know. I'm sitting on the fence. I'm sitting on the fence. I'll put it that way. Uh, right now, it's great. <sighs> I, I think what will make or break this game is if they bring if they bring across the progress that that world has made from yeah. the from the 
PC and PS4 version into the PS5 version, then that'll make it a lot, um, a lot more palatable. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Because you know, like the the the, the world that the, that's been built on that on that platform is a lot friendlier because people have put down those ladders over the the really tough areas. You know, yeah. people have made a highway right, yeah. like inside of that game. Yeah. Um, which I have not experienced because I haven't played it basically since launch of either of those platforms. Yeah. And if the PS5 one is going to be a fresh world, then a lot of stuff isn't going to be there, and it's going to like be a bit of a shame. Because yeah. um, I'm going to want to go through that game at a much faster pace, I think, than what I did when I originally played it. So yeah. um, I hope it's at least the the built-up version of that world. Yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting when it lands. Uh, I'll be keen to see other people's impressions before I jump in. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, any other yeah. highlights from this one? Uh, not not specifically for not me. What about yourself? Um, I think uh, the only other one, obviously, being Demon Slayer. Um, I think Demon Slayer looks cool, uh, yeah. but other than that, it's it's just it, it was a very very subpar state of play, and that's okay because they weren't looking to deliver you know God of War or Horizon. They said it themselves. They were like, "That's yeah. not coming. That's not coming. That's not going to be here." So don't temper your expectations. They were essentially saying so, which yeah. is good. Good on Sony for doing that. They raised some awareness before people head in and shat all over it, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was basically a temporary expectations. We're just here to highlight some cool stuff that's coming out. So good on them for doing that. Um, moving on to the next story of the day. This one comes by way of Robert Ramsey over at Push Square. And this is obviously one for me because I love this series so much. <laughs> Persona 20, the Persona 25th anniversary uh, teases seven seven new projects. First announcement in September. That is sick. Uh, so uh, he goes on, hold on to your hype, Persona fans. Atlas has just dropped a new 25th anniversary website for its most beloved series, which teases seven projects that will be revealed over the course of a full year. Uh, there are no hints as to what these projects are, but the first being announced in September of 2021. Quote, stay tuned for a year of Persona news events and more. End quote, reads the official word from Atlas West. Uh, he goes on, we'd, had a, we'd hazard a guess that one of these projects is the inevitable Persona 6, which Atlas has mentioned before anyway, but the other six projects are much harder to predict. It's also worth noting that these projects aren't necessarily video games. They could be anime related, for example. I mean, look, um, as a Persona 5, as a Persona 5 fanboy at the moment, or as a Persona 5, as a Persona fan in general, um... This is awesome, nonetheless. We get seven new projects, and yeah, uh, he's right what he says there. It's not necessarily going to be like they're all, they're all games. They're not all going to be games. Um, no. Persona 6 is a definite. I believe that'll be the first thing they announce. Um, it'll be a teaser trailer, much like they did with Persona 5, but we're not going to see Persona 6 until at least, um, if I were to gauge some sort of prediction here, maybe 2024. Um, yeah. Just kind of like, just kind of based on, or if 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 they have been working on the game during the during you know, uh, the time after Royal, and they're going to keep on the Persona Five engine, uh, which is probably the cleanest engine they've had. Um, we could see it earliest twenty twenty three localized twenty twenty two in Japan, um, but that's highly doubtful. It's highly, highly doubtful. I, I believe the earliest we'll see this is still 2024. Localized, 
if lucky, Christmas 2024 in the West. So you reckon they'll stagger releases again? Mm. I reckon they'll. I reckon they'll launch simultaneously. simultaneously yeah. Like, yeah, like Persona Five did did really well in the West, um, comparatively. Um, I reckon. I reckon they'll. They'll. They're, they're pretty confident at this point that that another one will do really well. I don't know. Strikers. Um, Strikers uh, still got the uh, staggered release treatment. Um, so for me, it's it's right. Okay. Yeah. So. It's, uh, because that got the staggered release treatment. Actually, you know, it, it, I don't know. Musou games are very, aren't very popular in the West. So I could understand yeah. why they kind of staggered it. They wanted to probably see how it would perform first in Japan. And obviously the positive reception. I mean, Japan's going to, Musou games in Japan, that's a given. So yeah. I don't really understand what they were trying to gauge there. Maybe they were trying to gauge how many people actually wanted it in the West. Um, and to be quite honest, like, they didn't really have to. They could have just kind of released it simultaneously and they would have sold it by the buckalo because of how popular Persona 5 was in the West. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting maybe maybe a teaser trailer in September. That'll be the first thing we see out of Persona 6 because yeah. it's time. It is time to kind of move on now from Persona 5. The first release uh, the, the release was in 2016 in Japan. So, we're at 2021 now. It's time for, for the next chapter. So, yeah. Um, you got any got any thoughts on this one at all? Uh, put Persona Five on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like or like also give me like Persona Four on Switch. Yeah. Um, like I like th- that was the first like that's the only Persona game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to go back and properly finish it. Um, because as much as I loved playing it on the Vita, I I'm not gonna pick up my Vita again. Um, I still can't believe you got a copy of Persona Five and you haven't played it. Come on, man. It's 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 over there. It's, 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 it's all the way over there. Um, it yeah. Look, I give me switch versions of the games because I want to play them on that handheld. Um, and yeah, like I I I I know that it says like Persona news. Um, but I are they gonna include Shin Megami Tensei stuff in that, or is it or do you reckon they're gonna treat those completely separately? I, I think they're now become their own. Entities, uh, or at least Persona's become its own entity from Shimigami. Yeah, of course, mm. it, it was a Shimigami property um, when it was initiated. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, Shimigami, Tensei Revelations, Persona being the first one. Um, but they've kind of spun off. It, it, Persona's its own thing now. I, I don't see, I don't see Persona 5, or sorry, I don't see the Persona series ever kind of having the Shimigami Tensei label being placed on it again. I don't think they want it. I think they want to keep those separate now, especially since that's Shimigami Tensei 5 is on its way out. Um, well, so like, that's what I mean. Like, are we going to start seeing, because I think like the brand of Shin Megami Tensei has been absent for quite a long time mm-hmm. um, until, until recently. Is the Shin Megami Tensei stuff now going to be under the banner of Persona because they've been making so much Persona stuff as of late? You think it'll um, dominate that- over Shin Megami is what you're saying? like yeah maybe like is 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 that is that like have they traded places in terms of like oh no they they, 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 they they traded pl- honestly uh, persona has kind of um over overtaken shimigami mm. uh since persona 3 i want to say or yeah. maybe persona 4 but um the the atlas's baby now is persona and they yeah. know that's where the money is so 
Shimigami, like you, you could see it. Uh, when they announced Shimigami Tensei Five, that was back in 2017. The game yep. is still not out, so it, it, it's it's telling that you know Persona got a preferential treatment basically. And uh, when when that went gangbusters, they were like, "Look, let's put our put all our eggs in one basket and go ahead and, and launch Persona Five and the franchise to the moon." And they did. They they came they came out with like ten spinoffs and everything. Like they did. They gave the the Persona Four Golden treatment and everything else. Um, yep. And then you know, and all the dancing games exactly. And Amuso, which is a legitimate sequel. They never ever have done that before. Plus the Persona Q Two, which involved the Persona Five characters. So it it, it just, they they really kind of um, milked Persona Five as much as they could, just as they did Persona Four. So. Now then it's time for them to move on, but with Shimigami Tensei, it, it really is a one and done now. Um, they really look at that series and go, "This has a chap, has a chapter here, has a chapter here. We'll come back to it in like seven years." So, Persona really is their uh, their cash grab at the moment, and they know that. So, mm. yeah. Um, we'll move on. The next one comes by way of uh, Joe Scrubbles over at IGN. Uh, who says Gran Turismo 7 a PS5 beta test seemingly leaked? I didn't even know. Or well, seemingly leaks. Uh, but download codes don't work right now. Uh, so he goes on uh, Gran Turismo 7 will seemingly be getting a public PS5 beta after an official PlayStation website appeared to leak a registration page. As reported by GT Planet, the, Sony, the Sony's experienced PlayStation website currently allows you to sign up for a beta, but only provides you with a placeholder download code. To try it for yourself, head to the experience uh, PlayStation link above, which is placed on the page here. Click begin quest, then head through related campaigns, Italia quest, Gran Turismo quest. Uh, then you'll need to watch 10 seconds of Gran Turismo 7, of Gran Turismo 7 trailer, which uh, after which you'll be offered a beta code, which sadly doesn't work because it's simply 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... Oh, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, one, two. Um. So yeah, obviously, uh, a beta is coming out. So while the beta codes and uh, the beta itself doesn't appear to be live as yet, it seems likely that Sony is gearing up for a beta test, which it has previously run before uh, the release of Gran Turismo Sport. The beta codes are listed as being for PS5 only. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Man, Gran Turismo, huh? So, uh, my issue with Gran Turismo, this is cool. Look, that's fine. They're, they're allowing people to get their hands on. I, my, uh, they really, they, Gran Turismo is still, is not going to be relevant until they refine the, reboot and refine the entire series. My problem with them continuously developing these titles is that Forza comes out, and just kind of like washes it away. It's like, hey, Gran Turismo. No, no, Forza, get wrecked. So I, I, I'm, I'm. Can they not do a Gran Turismo game for like a decade and then come back with something that's relevant? Because GT Sport was terrible. Like it, it, nobody cared about that game. And and for like you, you can attest to this. When people used to buy bundles with GT Sport, it was an immediate trade in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody cared. Because everybody knew, oh, if I'm going to be playing a racing game, it's going to be Forza. And it, it was also... GT Sport had this, like, 
it was a very it was it was like it was the elite sporting game i think is what they were going for there was a lot of really strange things that they were doing in in gt sport that didn't work in a in no. a it, it made it not fun yeah. It, it, like it was like it was heavy into the racing sim and the racing sim genre like exists and that fan base exists. Yep. But they made one GT game on the entirety of the PlayStation 4 system that was only for those bit folk. Yep. And that is not the right decision to make. Um because uh racing sims are not fun for people who don't know or don't like racing sims. Yep. Um and so yeah like it, it it was it it was it's weird that the it it's weird that the new GT looks like it's going to be another one yeah. um because i feel like they haven't quite learned their lesson or they or they they want to find a way to make that work for a general audience yeah um which t- to me just doesn't really make a lot of sense um yeah my, I know, my- like i I was going to say my issue w- with with GT at the moment is that you're right they don't learn and and the problem is like you look at GT Sport I remember playing this and I said to myself wow it looks so much like a, a late PlayStation Three game why do they continue to do this it's it, it, for me, there was nothing refined about it there was nothing that looked clean about it it didn't wow me out of the gate and circuit racing has gone beyond a point where uh, you know the simplistic delivery of GT Sport made it feel more like, okay, well, this is an arcade game. This is not f- for the enthusiast. Not at all. It, it, it felt like they were maybe looking towards the live service aspect yep. of it. And, and that's fine. Like, I think you can do that, but it, it felt like that they never had plans to make a really big GT, sp- uh, like, like a really big Gran Turismo game on PS4. Yeah. And that I think what they thought was, I think they assumed Drive Club was going to carry them throughout th- through the entire mm. generation. Yeah. Um which is a shame because I think Drive Club still looks incredible. Yeah. Um and I I I had fun um in it was Drive okay. Club. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 was okay. That was it. Um the social stuff at the beginning, you know, like it was it was a really early PS4 game that got pushed back awkwardly and Yeah. Um, there was, you know, there was things going on with, with their social stuff that didn't quite pan out for them. Um, yeah. and then that caused that studio to no longer exist. Exactly. It, you bring, you, you say perfectly, there was some awkward delays in, in Drive Club that kind of when it got pushed out, made it a supplement, uh, title yeah. more than anything. Mm. It was a supplement title to what was already available and also a supplement title to Gran Turismo when it was going to become available. And yeah. when GT Sport landed, this is not what people wanted. They didn't want GT Sport. And then when, you know, the disappointment, the disappointment was there. An entire generation without a Gran Turismo game. And I say that in the, in the, in the sense that GT Sport really wasn't a, a Gran Turismo game. It was a focused enthusiast game uh, where, where they were trying to say, Forza Motorsport versus GT Sport. <laughs> Please. Don't even, yeah. try, don't even try. That's a joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that GT7 does pour... I see. I'm not even optimistic about GT7. I can't, with a straight face, tell you that GT7 is going to blow people out. But I, I can't. I personally, as somebody who owns a, an Xbox solely to play Forza, 
And for the luck that, you know, I have uh, Game Pass and everything else, which is great, but for for the specific reason that I own an Xbox is for Forza, that's a telling sign in itself that people would rather purchase the hardware to play Forza instead of buying this game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like the, the PS3 ones they brought out as well, they were not good either. No. Um, like it, it's, it, it's a, I don't know, like I, I hope they can pull that rabbit out of that hat. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm, 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 not, I'm not the most optimistic for it. Um, no. Look, if it, looks, if it looks amazing, then I think that's enough for me. But like it needs to really look amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll move on to the next one. This one comes by way of Brian Ashcraft over at Kotaku who says, our report, Judgment Series is ending over PC version disagreement. This is sad because Judgment's awesome. Um, so Sega scored a big coup by signing uh, Takuya uh, Taku- Kimura as a one of he's one of Japan's biggest celebrities to star in its Judgment games. Uh, with Kimura, uh, with Kimura comes a bona fide star credential. With comes bona fide star credentials. But I'm having some trouble here. And of course, talent agency power. That last point, according to one report, could be the budding franchise's downfall. According to weekly publication Nikan Taishu, a Japanese entertainment insider is quoted as saying that the upcoming Lost Judgment will be the last entry in the series. Quote, because, the insider explains, those on the inside of the game developer and those on the side of Kimura talent agency, Johnny's, are said to have been unable to reach an agreement regarding the platforms to sell the game. End quote. Uh, Kotaku reached out to Sega for a comment, but did not hear back prior to publication. Uh, and then they go on about the um, the history of Judgment. Um, so uh, we, we, we've kind of seen something similar in uh, MLB The Show and PlayStation, um, where they were forced to publish MLB The Show on Xbox. Yep. Um, this is, I say that in similar in vain because MLB really did force PlayStation's hand in that sense. Now we're getting to the point where, you know, recruiting t- uh, real life, t- like real life actors can now come at a cost. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> we have, we have um, games now like Death Stranding, um, you know, with Norman Reedus, uh, Guillermo del Toro and everything else that are casted and using their likeness. And again, this could come at a cost. Now we're we're seeing this with this. Do you think that um, Sega Sega have the like? Sorry, the, the the talent agency that has the actor here now have the right to turn around and tell Sega, "Hey, we don't like the fact that you're not publishing this on such and such platform. We're pulling it unless you do so." I think it like it it depends on. Like the, I, I've honestly got no idea. Like, there's mm. there's so many nuances with like you know likenesses and 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 especially talent agencies and stuff because it's not it's not it's not quite like an actors union. That's it's right. like a it's a thing just re- representing the one the one actor. So yeah. it's 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 different there. Um, I've got no idea. Like the nuances with that sort of stuff, sort of a, a, a bit beyond me in terms of what I what I think should happen. Yeah. Um, if it you know if it if it's a, if it becomes a byproduct of getting those games on what platforms, I think that's in the end a good thing. Um, but mm. it's a, it's a sure is a weird roundabout way of doing it. That's for sure. I think that where we're at with like games going to other platforms and everything right now, it's it's becoming more and more, more and more of a stronghold from uh, third parties rather than you know the actual parties that uh, you know develop 
and contract and everything else now it's, it's becoming that third party that pretty much in it, you know holds the key to pushing titles to other platforms now mlb uh, being the prime example um pushed a playstation a first party playstation game to xbox that is out of this world you know that is it has the playstation logo when you load it up on xbox right? it's enormous like that's enormous you can, you can never i would have never thought that i would ever see such a thing happen but it does mm. the playstation studios logo forms on an xbox console that that's <laughs> mind-blowing um yeah but again, you know, this isn't, it's, this isn't as magnanimous as that, but it, it still kind of pushes that agenda that, okay, exclusives are becoming a thing that people are actually now starting to get annoyed at. And now it's getting yeah. to the point where executives of companies are actually like, why isn't this going here? Why is it yeah. only staying here? Um, yeah, uh, for me, it, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I believe that what their problem is, is it's not going to steam. Um, okay, I guess. I mean, you look, PlayStation is the biggest gaming platform in the world right now. Um, it has, uh, you know, it sells the most, uh, people want to, uh, buy it <laughs> and they can't get their hands on one, but yep. it, 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 they should be happy that it's actually landing on that because that's where they're going to sell or push units for the game. It's on Xbox and that's going to be a, a great addition to it. Steam mm. and PC, it's there. But I don't think it's going to sell as much on PC as it would on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah, sure, the market's digital, but what? what Especially yeah. not on Japan. Like yeah. you know, like the, the Japan is huge on PlayStation and Nintendo. That's like That's their right. biggest things there. What do they want it on Switch? I'm kind. I, I got some bad news for you. That 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 game's not going to Switch. Yeah, that's not coming to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like what you're hearing today. Be sure to follow all Dash Gamer podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify by simply typing dashgamer.com into the search bar of your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget to check out our gaming, anime, and pop culture related news on dashgamer.com. Now back to the show. Uh, the next one comes by way of Ari Notice over at Kotaku who says, uh, Kojima, Death Stranding Director's Cut isn't a Director's Cut, he says. <laughs> what <laughs> so i love this oh god uh goes on cross genre game death stranding will receive an enhanced and expanded version of playstation 5 this fall with death stranding director's cut but hideo kojima the game's famously enigmatic director doesn't think it qualifies as a bona fide director's cut <laughs> oh man can I, I just want to say it starts off with cross genre game death stranding you know and the reason it starts with that is because of kojima's insane labeling of this title as a strand game not a, a, a not strand a, game not an action platformer not no, an action no, adventure no no, no definitely not <laughs> Any, strand game anyway quote <laughs> <laughs> a director's cut in a movie is an additional edit to, sh to a short shortened version uh, that was either released reluctantly because the director did not have the right to edit it or because the running time had to be shortened. Look, he's correct in that, so yeah, we'll give yep. him that. Uh, Kojima wrote yep. in a series of tweets today, nothing that Death Stranding Director's Cut features content that's, quote, additionally produced, end quote, rather than cut. Quote, Delectus Plus... So, in my opinion, I think he means directors. Anyway, Delectus Plus. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that, that's a weird one. So, Delectus Plus. So, in my opinion, I don't like to call it a director's cut. 
What? Um, yeah. Uh, what? Okay. So what is it? It, it is it strand game? <laughs> uh, uh, Death Stranding Royal, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's what are you supposed to label something like that? It's not. I mean, I'm Final just- Cut Prologue. <laughs> I, I guess that would probably... Actually, what you just said probably would have made more sense. Death Stranding, the final cut, probably would have made more sense than a director's cut. I mean, he's right. He's... Uh, the, the definition of a director's cut is he's, is what he stated right there. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, another director's intention that didn't have the right to edit the film, and here's an unreleased edit. Um, I don't yeah. think it's going to make a... Big difference over a label. I, it's marketing material. That's all it is. It's that's that's how they label it because that's the easiest way to label it. So I don't know yeah. what what he wants. But yeah, go, sorry, go on. You know, like, I'm, I'm just saying he should have called it um, uh, Death Stranding 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue featuring uh, what was it 0. Um, 0. 0.2 uh, a fragmentary passage. <laughs> That's why everything should be named like Kingdom Hearts. Oh is, my! Is oh my God! You know what, the, the one thing I hated about Kingdom Hearts was the whole one point five, two point five. When we when I played Kingdom Hearts three, and I was like, oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts three, here we go. And it began with this is not Kingdom Hearts three yet. This is Kingdom it's Hearts two point nine. Yeah, two point nine. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> it's, it's I, Burst out laughing when I saw that. Uh, I, I absolutely okay. lost it. <laughs> I believe it was done on purpose. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a follow-up to this story. Uh, this one comes by Avali Jones over at Games Radar, who says, uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut costs an extra $10 to upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut will be available as an next-gen upgrade for anyone who owns the original game on PS4, but uh, not as... But not as I, I'm guessing, but they didn't. They must have deleted something there because even there's a gap there too. Not as a free upgrade. <laughs> it's not as a free upgrade. Um. So in a recent Q and A, Jay Bohr, head of PlayStation, uh, head of publish, publishing developer, uh, Kajim Productions, explained how the upgrade system will work. A question posed on Twitter asked whether the developer was quote calling it a director's cut so they can sell it again at a full price and not offer a free upgrade for people that bought the original cut on PS4 with the uh, end quote with user ap- Apnimus saying that quote if there was a small upgrade fee I might consider it but not paying full price again end quote um okay so. Let's let's just jump back quickly two steps here to the non-director's cut issue. Yes. So, right, uh, calling it a director's cut obviously is one thing to kind of expand on it, but to uh, to to also label it with like a you know here's ten dollars for an expansion. Should it have been called Death Stranding? The expansion or something? I don't know. Like the, the extended cut. Maybe I don't know. This is a thing. Like, how do you label a tie? How do you label a game that so, like has this cinematic universe rather than like a, a, a gameplay emphasized? Because it's not the gameplay is not emphasized in this game at all. It's a cinematic title, and right. to keep it within that Hollywood esque kind of feel of it, director's cut is an aptly labeled um, subtitle. So I think that's fine. But then also with this expansion, you're not getting a free upgrade. 
but $10 will get you access to this DLC. This is another thing that makes me go, okay, as long as I'm not paying $90 for it, fine. I'll give yeah. you my $10. Um, I don't, st- I still don't know whether this will be enough to get me back in though. Yeah, I mean, like, this This is not the first PS4 to PS5 upgrade that has cost 10 bucks. Yep. Um, it won't be the last, and I think I, like, I, I'm not a fan of it as a whole because I think, like, just when when you are comparing it to the direct competitor, um, you know, they're not really, they're not charging you that mm. extra 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, in far more, I don't know, are there any cases that they did charge you 10 bucks to get the Series X version of a game? Um, no. Did Call of Duty do that at all? No. See, that's the thing. Like, even some of their Game Pass yeah. titles haven't even done that yet. Yeah. Um, because because they have smart delivery, and you can play whatever version of that game on whatever console you have. Yeah. Like it make that's like that's a really appealing thing. Um, and then having this messy ten dollars, and it's you know you sometimes have to go through this awkward save transfer thing. Yeah. Which sometimes mean yet you need both versions of the game on your. Con- it's like, ugh, um, <laughs> like t- ten bucks is is not that much. No. Um, and it's like it's it's a it is the barrier of entry that I'm willing to pay for most games. Um, or if ex- it was any or DLC, more, I would. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, and and true, like that is true. They are often including DLC. Yeah. Um, with with the the PS5 versions of it as well. Yeah, exactly. Um. Any more, I probably would consider it. Yeah. More like, oh, like maybe I don't want to do this. Um, any less, I would be all all in. So they oh, have yeah. found the, the perfect amount of money to make me go, yes, without thinking. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It. They find a middle. They it, found the perfect enough. middle ground. Yeah. 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 It, it, I think that's gonna allure. I think that's going to lure a lot more people. There's a bit, there's definitely an, it's $10 is an enticing amount of money to extend your experience in Death Stranding. Um, but once again, it's like, <clears throat> do you really want to kind of go through the entire thing again? If look, there are some people who are willing to, some people absolutely adore the game. Um, yeah. And I can respect that because it is still a great game. I, I think I gave it a nine when I reviewed it, uh, when we were still right, scoring okay. titles. Yeah. So obviously I, I you know, I loved it. So it's great, but I don't know if it's for me to go back into again unless I see something that's going to make me go, oh, okay, I'll go back in. But until then, it's it's a maybe, a heavy, a strong maybe for me. So um, moving to the next one. Uh, sorry, yeah, moving to the next one that kind of eh, connects, but uh, uh, like Edge just <laughs> put it. <laughs> so I don't boldly think it does at all, to me before frankly. this. <laughs> These are two different Placing stories. Placing my uh, Tim Fall hat on uh, for this yeah. one. This one comes by way of Stephen Tolby over at Push Square, who says, Abandoned Trailers app can be preloaded from 29th of July on PS5. First trailer drops in August. I'm not, I'm not going to read the article. We know what it's about. Uh, that's basically the headline. There's going to be an, uh, a trailer that drops in, uh, in August, uh, but you can preload uh, this app on your PS5 on the 29th. Now, Here's my theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Bring so it up. My, my theory is this. This is perfectly timed between Death Stranding, Director's Cut Landing, 
um, beforehand to reveal that, uh, like, this Silent Hill title <laughs> from Blue... Oh, man, your face is telling a whole story here. <laughs> I'm telling you now, this is a Hideo Kojima game, man. Everything that that Reddit oh, thread claimed, it just matches to... It, it matches perfectly. Like, everything about this is Hideo Kojima. It just says Kojima. And the reason I say that is because, like... If you if you don't remember Yoko Mogren, man, and you're not taking that into account, you're a fool. So I'm taking that into account, <laughs> I am. I am. It's then, not him. Okay, explain to me why you don't think that this might uh, definitively why yeah. it's not Kojima. I I have I have two points. Okay, go I on. Have, so no, I have three points of reference. All I right, have three on. points of reference. Why it's not mm-hmm. first one. That uh, Hassan making that video saying, I, I, I apologize for getting people's hopes up. Not good enough. We are not associated with Kojima. Not good not, enough. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> I am not associated with Kojima. We are not working on Silent Hill properties. This is not a thing that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I want to set expectations accordingly. Sure. Um, he wouldn't have said, they wouldn't have said, said so definitively. I'll give it to um, him. Go on. Right. Uh, point two um, VG247's recent, sorry, no, VG. The VG247 or VG Chronicle, VG yeah. Chronicles, yeah. yeah. Um, they put out a report recently saying that uh, Blueber Team is working on Silent Hill um, uh, because uh, they have recently announced their partnership with Konami, um, which is a thing that has been floating around for a little while that um, Konami outsourcing Silent Hill projects, mm-hmm. um, as well as also outsourcing Metal Gear um, is is a thing that they're, they're apparently trying to do. Right, yeah. Um, outsourcing a, a, I think I think what they're saying is a remake of the first Metal Gear. But they um, also said, yeah, but they said they state re- uh, outsourcing, but they don't say who, and they don't say Bluber. Okay, they don't say Bluber, but Bluber team has announced their partnership with Konami. They could be making um, pachinko. Is, yeah, right. <laughs> the third one, the mm. third one. Blue Box is making one of those projects. Wait, what? Blue Box is absolutely making one of those projects. It's sorry, Blue Box, Blue Point. Oh, sorry, okay. I was going to say the other one. Blue Point is absolutely making one of those projects. It's totally they they put out that cryptic ass tweet fucking three years ago or whatever where they where they reference like five Konami. They reference Symphony of the Night. They reference Metal Gear. They they say like Sorting Candy, Soft from Solid. They say you know they mention Silent in there somewhere as well. They they mention Hill. It's Blue Point are making one of them. Bluebird are making the other one. Yeah. And blue box are making abandoned, <laughs> and Kojima's making. That's a lot um, of blue there. There's a lot of blue there. I know. I'm telling. Um, I just can't. I cannot let this go. And the reason I can't right now is because yeah, fine. Call me. You know. Uh, uh, what's a, what's a good word for it? Insane. <laughs> I, I was I was I was biting my tongue. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, um, but look, I just think that it just rings too close to home with the whole Metal Gear Solid Five debacle. And even though we kind of covered this last time, and you know the whole event that you know where they were all wearing Metal Gear Solid Five shirts at the event and all that stuff, I just I I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for Kojima to. Pull the fa- pull a fast one on people and say yes, it was me the entire time. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but would he want to go back and work with Konami again? See, this is the I thing. Feel like, I don't I think feel he's like he working directly that. with them. 
I don't think he's working directly with them. And sure, if, but they own the IP. Yeah, but they are, are fine. They own the IP, but <laughs> there is also, <laughs> like you said, he's outsourced. They've outsourced it, right? So he'd be yeah. in charge of basically doing it. Yeah, fine. There'd have to be reports back to Konami and everything just in case, you know, for, you know, quality of life bullshit and all that kind of stuff. And quality assurance, I should say. But the thing is, um, it, it, it's it's stu- it would be stupid. It would be terrible. It would not be good for business if he got offered Silent Hill or Metal Gear Solid on a silver platter and said, would you like to continue development on this uh, under your banner, Kojima Productions, in, in partnership with Konami? It would be terrible business for him to say no. He doesn't need... No, it. no, it's not that He's- he needs. It's not that he needs. It, it's more that what would be good for business in terms of, like, yeah, fine. You know, he can develop any game he wants under soul and publish it solely under Kojima Productions, right? But if he got the opportunity to, you know, extend his legacy with Metal Gear and also do the Silent Hills title, it, I still think that he would embrace that. You don't think so? I, I, I think I think Death Stranding was actually his goodbye to to that stage in his life. A lot of that stuff is you know literally carrying a baby around while everything around him is attacking it, and you know like there's a lot there's a whole lot of there's a lot of you know on the nose nuance throughout that entire game. Um, I I think I think he's made his peace with that. I think he's moved on, um, and he's got whatever that. There's that. There's reports coming out of that Xbox project that that he's working on as well, and I think it's you know he's he's obviously got a, a large enough team. Um, let, let, hold but, on a second. Let me ask you something. If KG Nafune, or sorry, if Capcom went to KG Nafune and said, "We want you to develop the next Mega Man," I don't work for you anymore. That's okay. Uh, we'll give you rights to work. We'll give you some licensing rights to work with it. Would you develop the next Mega Man game? You think he'd say no? No, but I don't think Konami would offer him that. No, sorry, Capcom. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes, yes, but I don't think Konami would offer Kojima like you know right to edit, right? You know, like <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I think I still think like uh, yeah, yeah, you could be right, but I, I still think that there's been. I think Konami know they're in the shitter, is what's mm. going on, and I believe that they're trying to have a little bit more of a PR spin right now that says let's turn the tide here as we're heading into the next gen, just kind of clean up our act a little bit because we know that and, it's... And you've seen that with the new Bomberman as well. Right. Like they've, been, they've been out there on the on the front foot a little bit. Exactly. I believe that they are... I believe that there is going to be some sort of effort, here, especially if they're outsourcing these IPs because they could totally take a stronghold and say, no, we're not allowing anybody else to take those IPs. Those are our babies. We're doing what we want with Metal Gear and uh, Silent Hill and everything else. I still believe that they could do that, but the fact that they're outsourcing them is a telling sign of no, no, no. We we want to work together with other with other developers, and we're trying to make that effort. And I can't. And the thing is with Metal Gear, you have to be careful because we've already seen it take a nosedive with Metal Gear Survive. That game was a fucking dumpster fire, and that tarnished the legacy of Metal Gear in a way. Like that, that that's a blemish. Right on the entire legacy. We know that it's not a Kojima game. We know that, right? But the general consumer doesn't. They don't know what. Yeah. They don't know what from Metal Gear Five to Metal Gear Survive. They think it's a Metal Gear game by the same people. It's not. 
So, um, it, for me, it's it's it would be. I don't know. It would be. It wouldn't be a smart business decision for Kojima to say no to something like that, given an opportunity. But I could understand if he did decline it. However, with Silent Hill, I still think this blue box game is Silent Hill from Kojima. <laughs> That's the last time I'll say it. <laughs> Until it's proven that it's not, I'll wear this tinfoil hat proudly, sir. You wanna? You want a better pizza on it? No. Fuck <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, the, the next one comes by the way. Hell no. The next one comes by the way. <laughs> From Ramsey over at Push Square says, FIFA 22, <laughs> 22, PS4 to PS5 upgrade. Locked behind a 90 English pound uh, paywall, basically. Uh, the Ultimate Edition, basically. Uh, there will be no... Free PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 upgrade for FIFA 22. Uh, EA Sports has confirmed. This means that if you buy the PS4 version with expectation of eventually upgrading to PS5 version for free of charge, then you're out of luck. You'll have to buy the game again on PS5 unless you pay more for the Ultimate Edition. That's right. The next gen upgrade for FIFA 2022 is locked behind the Ultimate Edition, which sells at 90 English pound, which is about 120 Australian uh, dollars uh, here in the UK, as opposed to the 60 pounds uh, for the standard edition. Essentially, you you uh, you're having to pay an extra 30 pounds for the ability to upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Again, this is one of those disgusting you know, practices from EA that you know just a quick cash grab here and there, and uh, we can lock it behind this massive paywall, just like they did with you know, loot crates and all those other loot boxes and all this bullshit that they tried to do in Star Wars and when <laughs> Disney's CEO rang them straight up and goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, why, why can't I see Star Wars on the news? <laughs> uh, this, this, this is a, three, uh, a 180 from what we were just talking about uh, with Kojima offering a $10 upgrade or yeah, Kojima Productions offering $10 upgrades on their title. And yeah. now... EA are basically saying, "Hey, you want you want to you want to give us uh, thirty pounds, which is basically equivalent of the forty five bucks. Forty five bucks, which is almost you might as well just pay the for the entire game. You might as well just pay the the, the retail price of the game because eventually the game will come down to sixty nine. Like the sports titles, the FIFA's usually would have la- would launch at a, a special price anyway. So um, you might as well just get the retail title." Um, yeah, this is disgusting. Another EA practice that's coming. Your thoughts? Yeah, n- not good. Um, they, you know, they already make billions on Ultimate Team. Um, they can they can afford to do a free upgrade. Yep. Um, the you know the sports games at the moment is one of the most one of the most egregious microtransaction heavy games um, in mainstream gaming. Mm. Um, you know, they're they're, they're akin to mobile games yeah. um, in in a lot of ways, um, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, they they can do better. Oh, they, yeah. Like this, but is, they won't. They won't. No. Um, it, it depends. Like you know, like if if there's enough backlash, I can see them go. Oh yeah, sorry, it was just a just a mistake, and you know, just some weird like you know skew errors or whatever. Don't worry, you'll be able to like you know. I I can see them saying that. Um, like oh, it was our plan all along. Don't worry. Um, but that's the yeah, narrative this, of VA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, come on. What's the head of EA's name? Who cares? <laughs> he's, a, he's Australian. 
Oh, oh is yeah. he? Oh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. is the Australian. Uh, oh, let's take a CEO of EA. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, Andrew Wilson. Andrew Wilson. Come on, Andy. No. <laughs> He's just like, called no. Andy. That was a terrible move. Look, now you've just made it worse. He's going to up the price even more now. <laughs> Look oh, what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one comes by way of Wesley Impul over at Eurogamer, uh, who says, uh, don't expect Final Fantasy 16 at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, he goes on, it doesn't uh, sound like Square Enix will show Final Fantasy 16 at the Tokyo Game Show. In conversation with Nier Chief Yoko Taro during a special Final Fantasy 14 live stream, Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida uh, indicated that the hotly anticipated game will skip this year's TGS, which kicks off at the end of September. In comments translated by Twitter user Atiki Mochi and Silicon Era, uh, Yoshida said the team wants to, wants to show Final Fantasy 16 shortly before the game launches rather than drip feed fans snippets of information over a long period of time. Um, yeah, look, uh, this is a strategy that I kind of am okay with, to be honest, because we do get drip feeds of titles sometimes that kind of give away everything. And I am not, like, I hate when that happens because then... Yeah, fine, experience is there, but most of it we see in trailers and drip feeds. A good example of this is um, Horizon Zero Dawn, when that came out. I remember being astonished by what I saw, the amount of... um the amount of trail like the amount in trailers and gameplay presentations and everything PlayStation put out there. But I remember playing the game and going, as awesome as this game is, I've seen all this stuff because of the trailers and the gameplay. Like right. it, it was one of those things where I was like, I've played this game. I've mm, already played yeah. this game. So this strategy here, it's bold cotton, but I like it. What do you think? Yeah, like I mean well, like uh, I I want to say that they said earlier in the year or maybe even late last year that there, there was going to be a big information blowout sometime in 2021. Yep. Um, and I think that was when they either said it wasn't going to be at, at E3 or they <coughs> or they sort of like alluded to the fact that, that it was going to skip E3 and pe- that's why people thought it was going to be a TGS. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to think of when else they're going to show it this year. Is it like, are they like Game Awards, I guess? Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that's in December, so that would that would track with at least being this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like they they said recently that the game is still like its development still going pretty steadily. Um, there's no major issues that I that has come out of it, um, which yeah. is good, yeah. especially considering um, Final Fantasy 15. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I'm I'm excited to see more about this game. I don't know. Like I. I, I'm not. I'm not sitting here going like frothing at the mouth. Like at like, when's the next Final Fantasy 16 information drop? Um, yeah. But like, uh, I'm excited to see more when when stuff is ready to be shown. Um, I don't think this game is really that far away. I think this game no. is like an end of 2022, if early 2023 game. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for it. And the reason I am mm. is I'm kind of on a, a bit of a uh, Final Fantasy high at the moment. Like, uh, honestly, I just bought that. Which is the right, uh, okay, yeah, because I haven't played it yet. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy 10 and uh, 10 the sequel. Um, I, I used to own it uh, on PlayStation 2, uh, but it was mm-hmm. actually my sister's copy, my little sister's copy. Um, so I never actually got to play it. But uh, recently I've been on this um Final Fantasy hype train, and uh, after playing Seven uh, Remake, Integrate, and Intermission, um, I kind of mm-hmm. went back and played uh, a couple others, and then I was like, man. 
I really should play 10. Everybody talks about 10 a lot. So I picked up 10. Also downloaded the uh, free trial that Bryce from the House of Mario continues to talk about because it's free until the whatever it's called. That, that whole meme that's on a shirt. Oh, days. yeah. The Final Fantasy 14 free until episode 60, including Heavens. Yeah. Or the, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. I, I've, I've, I've played a bunch of Final Fantasy 14. It's real good. It's really good. I haven't. I say, and that's the thing, like I, there's a new story that broke out as well uh, that we don't have, obviously, because it's not PlayStation, but um, that the uh, Square Enix store has sold out of digital copies on PC because people have gone yeah. nutters for it after that yeah. WoW streamer uh, streamed and he had a, a, a he had an audience of 200,000 people watching him on Twitch. That's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's great. Final Fantasy. I'm I'm glad that Final Fantasy's uh, picked up that kind of momentum because then afterwards people play it, they get to experience Final Fantasy 14 as an MMORPG, but they also get get to go back and experience some of the Im- amazing, amazing experiences that this franchise uh, gives the pull. Mm. Some as somebody who's not a fan of MMORPGs that much, I like my I like Final Fantasy. I like Final Fantasy as uh, you know a standalone JRPG. Um, so I'm really, really enjoying my time going back and experiencing some of the classics again, which is cool. Can't wait for the Pixel Remaster, which comes out as well. So really hyped for that one. Um, our penultimate story of the uh, day comes by way of Liam Croft over at Push Square, who says Ubisoft planning for Assassin's Creed Infinity uh, online platform in 2024. Now, I've seen some mixed things about this one. Um, mm. So it's it's interesting uh, to see this. But the original story from Push Square says uh, Ubisoft appear to be taking plans for its incredible po- incredibly popular Assassin's Creed franchise to the next level. As details for an upcoming online platform game service called Assassin's Creed Infinity have been shared by Bloomberg. Uh, launching sooner, no sooner than 2024, it will be a platform that houses multiple settings and time periods with more added after its release. All these titles will be connected in some way but may look and feel different. Uh, this is no rumor either. A Ubisoft spokesperson acknowledged the project's existence when asked for comment. The French publisher wants to, quote, exceed, ex- exceed the expectations of fans who have been asking for a more cohesive approach. Uh, there was an update to the article since the publication of Bloomberg's story earlier today. Ubisoft has commented on the project and confirmed it is indeed in development. Uh, a statement confirms uh, the Assassin's Creed Infinity codename and adds, quote, rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we firmly believe that this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership, no matter where they are within Ubisoft, end quote. Your thoughts? <laughs> like... <laughs> Tell the story. Yeah. um, I don't think this is a good idea. Neither do I. Um, (laughs) There's for for a few reasons. One of the reasons is there's there's a little bit just after we stop reading as well, which which says the statement also confirms the two Montreal and Quebec studios will be working together in a, quote, collaborative cross-studio structure that will guide, grow, evolve, and define the overall future of Assassin's Creed that includes important upcoming early in-development project, codename Assassin's Creed Infinity. Um, A (laughs) collaborative cross-studio structure to me screams nobody really knowing what's going on and decisions being made without people in the room. Yeah. Um, It's one of the reasons um, a lot of the 
like a lot of the old Assassin's Creed games started to function not so great. Um, and when Ubisoft were going through that rough patch of them putting out some pretty, um, pretty average games, yeah. um, a lot of that was due to them having like seven studios touch a game by the time it was done. Um, this feels like they're stepping back into that era. Yeah. Um, I don't trust them to pull this off. No. Um, I think, look, it's a, it's an interesting idea. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know what it means. Like, you know, like in terms of like this, this big live service version future for Ubisoft, is it like you'll buy the game once and you'll buy expansions and battle passes to get to new areas and new zone? Like, is it meant to be like in like a destiny light thing or is it meant to be like a. So, 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 so here's, here's my deal. It's like. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed, when they stopped annualizing the title. Yeah. And they decided, okay, we'll take like a couple of years break in between so we get some more development. We got more time in the development cycle. Yeah. I think they turned around and said, we're losing money and uh, we need to kind of go back and streamline these games again in a way. We need to get more titles. We need to get more Assassin's Creed off the ground, get more people buying them again. Um. And the only way that they could do it was essentially annualize the game again, but not call it annualizing the title. This is annualizing the game again. This, like, this is they're basically going back to annualizing the title, but they're putting yeah. a fancy spin on it, a little bit of propaganda just to kind of cover those, cover that blemish of yeah, you know, uh, forget, forget what the Assassin's Creed of the past gave you. Don't worry, don't don't fret. We're going to make sure that there's quality assurance coming to these future Assassin's Creed titles, but you'll get them more frequently, aka annualizing the game, getting more developers, getting more, getting uh, more developers uh, involved with the franchise as well. So they're expanding uh, the. Uh, fr- they're basically saying uh, Ubisoft uh, Montreal, Ubisoft, Ubisoft here, Ubisoft here, Ubisoft here. You're all going to be working on Assassin's Creed games every year. Enjoy, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 bullshit. It's bullshit spin. That's all it is. Yeah, and you know, like I feel like Ubisoft are now getting to the point where all they're doing is asking everybody to forget um the horrible things that they've done in the past, including oh, yeah. the amount of abuse that has come out of that studio, which apparently, according to multiple reports, has not been fixed. So, <laughs> uh, every single t- yeah, right. So every single time a Ubisoft story gets brought up, I'm going to bring up the fact that Yves Guillemot has not fixed his shit and needs to clean his fucking house. Good. Good. I hope you do. Uh, moving on to the final story of the day. This one comes by way of Liam Croft, also at Push Square, who says, Sony snapped up Housemark before someone else could. Yeah, let's, let's not, you know, let's call it spade a spade. Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story goes on. Every company is talking uh, to other businesses at one stage or another about acquisitions. So it's no uh, real surprise to learn that Sony wasn't the only firm sniffing around Returnal developer Housemark. Uh, the PlayStation buyout is set in stone now, but it could uh, it could easily have gone another way. As an interview with Finnish outlet, uh, what, uh, leave.fee <laughs> reveals... Uh, or I think it's Eilie.fee, uh, reveals offers were also lobbied from companies in the US, China, and Sweden. Uh, Ilari Kuinen, uh, I don't know, I still don't know how to pronounce the, uh, the surname of the CEO of Housemark, <laughs> said the, quote, usual suspects from the aforementioned countries uh, had been interested before Sony sealed the deal. Quote, 
In our discussions, it became clear that Sony wanted to buy us because we were doing something that others are not, or not doing. Uh, their starting point has not been that we should uh, that we would start making games according to the formula defined by Sony. Uh, they go on. Uh, uh, Kuiden then goes on to explain how the the now permanent inclusion in PlayStation Studios allows the team to quote finan- uh, quote financial freedom to develop the company. Uh, towards the best gaming studios in the world. It allows us to create a, a new gaming experiences that are even bigger and more ambitious, in quote. Yeah, cool. Look, um, it, it, it's basically that, hey, Sony bought us, but Microsoft were interested. Just saying. Um, good on PlayStation for snapping them up first. Yeah, and I reckon the other... You know that they say other studios in China, which usually is just codename for Tencent. Um, like I like <laughs> yeah, like I it would have been like this is probably like the best one for for this studio. Yeah. Um, like the the best outcome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like this this makes sense. I don't know how, I don't know how real some of those talks with those other companies really would have been. Like you know, like I I don't really see them fitting into with what Microsoft has got going on. You don't think that um, Xbox w- were talking to return? Uh, sorry to um Housemark. Oh, I'm 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 sure they they were, but I don't I don't know how, you know. I I reckon what they probably did was like, hey, Microsoft's talking to us as well. Sony, yeah, they're, they're probably yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you think whereas that, you know, uh, they they put that out there to get Sony to buy them, or like maybe, um, like I I think you know they they have a level of um, uh, what's it called like. Power, like a stable now, like 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 being owned by a larger company, oh, they, they would have like, well, like like just like more like like stability now that they're owned by by a larger company. You oh, know, okay, like yeah, they yeah. have like they have the fu- the future of their checks being cleared has now been secured. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, if it's like a if it's a company like um, Tencent, for example, which is probably a more serious buyer than maybe Microsoft would have been, mm. um, they would. You know, like as far as I can tell, Tencent have been, you know, like where we buy forty percent of companies here and eighty percent of companies here and twenty percent here. Um, you know, so like that would be a, a less, um, l- less of a of a of a net to be to be uh, caught in. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I I reckon like you know while Microsoft probably were talking to them because Microsoft has apparently spoken to the entire industry, um, about its acquisition, um. I'm not sure about you, Dash, but I've, I've got a I've got a call with Phil Spencer later. He wants to acquire Minimap, um, <laughs> and we're going to be made a, a Game Pass exclusive. Oh, um, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's like I, I reckon they were probably using this a little bit as like, yeah, like hey, we're getting some offers from some other companies, you know, like are you interested in getting us at all? Um, yeah. So yeah, it could it, there could have been. A little bit of spin put on it just to kind of get PlayStation to push the agenda and acquire yeah. them before, before. Well, look, yeah, you could say that, but at the same time, I believe that Returnal kind of uh, gave gave Housemark more prestige on top of what they already had. Like they were already totally. well regarded. They were highly regarded um, in 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 you know uh, the community uh, beforehand, but Returnal kind of pushed that and kind of put that seal of, of approval on them that they Absolutely. are a force to be reckoned with, uh, within AAA development. So once Returnal came out for that opportunity with that, uh, sorry for that opportunity for Housemark, I think that Xbox did try and snap them up. It, they, they, 
I think um, there would have been talks of, hey, once your uh, exclusivity deal expires, we want Returnal on Xbox. And I believe that's where they were like, look, we got a close relationship with PlayStation. We uh, love that. If PlayStation aren't willing to purchase us, we'll talk. And yeah. I, th- I believe that's where that conversation may have went. So I'm only assuming. Yeah, I, I reckon too. All right, Jez, it is time for the drop. Have PlayStation going to, up? well, I should say our PlayStation going to be releasing anything juicy this week? Yeah, so we've got a we got a few games. Yeah, um, which which is which is always nice to see. So yeah. we got July sixteen. We have F one twenty twenty one on PS four and PS five. Nice for all those F one fans. Now that the F one is not happening this year, um, <laughs> in, in Melbourne at least, they have yeah. a game to play. That's right. Um, in their spare time, anyway. Uh, Fallen Night is coming to PS four. Um, and it'll be on PS five. I backwards compatibility on Great. July twentieth. Uh, Chris Hales. Um, on July 20 as mm-hmm. well, um, PS4, PS5. Uh, Urban Trial Tricky, which is a PS4 game, mm-hmm. um, on July 22nd. Yep. Orcs Must Die 3, PS4, PS5, July 23rd. You an Orcs Must Die person at all? I definitely am. Yeah? Like, I can't tell if... Is that, that, is that sarcasm? <laughs> it's sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> those, those games are okay. I've never played them, but I've heard good things, yeah. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Nice. Uh Samurai Warriors 5 on PS4, July 27. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, PS4, July 27. You've done that for review, is that correct? Uh, uh, we did a preview. Uh, Mark uh, Isaacson, who is one of our uh, freelancers on Dash Gamer, is actually reviewing it for us right now. So, yeah, it'll be cool. uh, the review will go live next week as well. So, Awesome. Uh, we've got Neo, The World Ends With You, PS4, July 27, the latest game in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, <laughs> Tribes of Midgard on PS4 and PS5 on July 27, yep. and Eldest Souls on PS4 and PS5 July 27. What, <laughs> mate, what the fuck is Eldest Souls? I don't know. This is... Miyazaki stealth dropping his latest... I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i have a quick look on Eldest Souls. I, I'm no, I don't know what that is. Eldest Souls... Oh, it's a... It's, it looks like a, a, a what's the name clone, a, a Diablo clone. Actually, right, no, it okay. doesn't look like a Diablo clone. It looks more like a. This a looks hate? like Soul. Um, what was that Shadow of the Colossus like oh. Souls game that was really? Uh, uh, um, fuck. What the hell? Yeah, that yeah. Game? No, no, no. It looks more like you know what it looks like. Um, a cross between that and Hades, in a way. Kinda. Yeah. 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 Uh, a, little, cool. a little bit more of a pixelated uh, aesthetic to it as well, but that, that looks all right actually. Yeah, yeah, no, fair, enough, fair enough. There you go, and that's a drop. Um, yeah, like you said, <laughs> yeah, the world ends with you, Kingdom Hearts Three. It is, it is, it's oh, happening. Oh my god! The end of Kingdom Hearts Three ends in the side of the world. The world ends with you. Do you think they're gonna like? Uh, there've been rumors about Kingdom Hearts Four being possibly revealed sometime within the next. 12 months. I... I can see that happen. Do you think so? Yeah, because, like, Nomura's not uh, taking the, the lead reign as on Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two like he was in Part One. Oh, good point. Um, I never thought of that. Mm, um, and, I, like, I think he, he looked at Kingdom Hearts 3 going, like, I can't do that again. Um, <laughs> so, like, he's, he, he said he's going to start bringing games out a lot... Uh, uh, like quicker on a, on a shorter timelines yeah. um 
which is good. Um, not l- less console generations and more, you know, years. I'll be honest. I would have preferred him to stick around on Final Fantasy VII, though. I I do too. Um, mm. but like he's he's still so he's still the lead of Final Fantasy VII as a whole. Yeah. Um, he's just not lead on the game, so he's still in charge of you know. It's still gonna feel like a Nomura Final Fantasy. He's the, he's the Miyamoto that pokes his head in at Retro Studios. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. how's development going, guys? <laughs> yeah, he, he's the George Lucas of like, no, 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 these two characters, they're friends now. Like, he, they, he's just gonna walk in and do that. Um, oh my god! But please go home. We don't need you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> so real quick, are you a, are you a World Ends with You person? I loved the first one, man. Right. It was awesome. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be going into Neo though. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, I I love sure it. It looks like a different game entirely. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I don't want to kind of take away from my experience of the the initial title. I believe that yeah. Neo kind of changed a lot. When I played the demo, I I liked what I played, but it was just too much of a change for me to appreciate. So I'm not too sure. But I'm hearing good things. Everybody's everybody's saying good things. So that's cool. great. But yeah. Oh, dope. Guys, if you didn't know, this has been Operation PlayStation-Gamer.com's dedicated PlayStation podcast where we dive deep and dirty and discover what the latest and greatest PlayStation have to offer in 2021. You can follow Mr. Jeremy Bradditch over at OB1Jazz. You can follow myself on Twitter at Dash Gamer. Don't forget to follow the other hand. Don't forget to follow the show on SoundCloud. Sorry, Anchor, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Give us those cheeky five-star ratings. They surely help us out. And also catch the VOD over on DashGamer.com. And on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell. Give us a like. Leave us a comment. It surely helps us out. This has been an awesome episode, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. But until then, this operation is complete. DashGamer.com